Okay, everybody, welcome back on another gorgeous Monday uh, evening here in the great state of Missouri. We have another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, a full recap of another Chiefs victory last night at Arrowhead Stadium. Chiefs win last night 22-9 to over the division rival Denver Broncos. In a game that doesn't have the best stats, doesn't have the flashy numbers that we're accustomed to seeing, but a game in which the Chiefs came out and just flat out took care of business. They did what they needed to do last night um, on both sides of the ball. Um, I've got a feeling that we're going to have some questions on the offense coming down the line in this episode, but I'm not for sure there's any questions about this defense. Um a quick observation I took away last night uh, before we welcome on Johnny Rowe was this defense, man, they're getting uh, contributions from all three levels. Um, the defensive line has steadily improved. Um, our linebackers are flying around and making plays, and our secondary is just not getting beat at the moment, and it's great to see a huge contrast to what we were talking about not probably five, six, seven weeks ago. Um, this defense is, is winning games. And while your offense scores points, your defense keeps the other team off the board. And that is exactly what they did last night um, against a Denver team that, quite frankly, um, you know, had some momentum, had a couple big wins, has a good defense. And I honestly think that defense had a little bit of a factor against our offense last night. Um, but before we get into the uh, the nuts and bolts of the game, let's welcome on recurring guest and uh, part-time Figure It Out podcast host, Johnny Rowe. Johnny, how are you, buddy? Gorgeous victory Monday, I assume. Hey, what's up, Chandler? Yeah, it always feels good to beat the Donkeys, and we've been doing that a lot lately. Uh, the Chiefs have beaten the Broncos 12 straight times, six, six years in a row. It's so ridiculous, <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I'm feeling good today. And there's a lot we'll get into. The defense looks great. The offense still isn't clicking. And the offense is like particularly not clicking at home, which is kind of strange. But regardless, the Chiefs won and they covered. So what else do, What else could you ask for from the Chiefs? I mean, um, I'm really excited today. You have another divisional game coming up against the Raiders next week. The Chiefs are tied for the best record in the AFC. And if you would have asked me uh, where they'd be a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have said this. I'm pumped right now, Chan. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, this team has completely flipped the script. And I think really when I kind of sit down and think about it these past three years, since Patrick Mahomes has really been our starting quarterback, this has kind of been the narrative with our defense. It's been kind of shitty to start the year, and they kind of grow and figure it out. And, um, you know, I think maybe possibly we overreacted a smidge. Not that that overreaction wasn't warranted because it was bad, but we never stepped back and tried to give it a chance, which as a fan, rightfully so. I mean, we expect uh, greatness, especially with how good our team's been the last few years. But um, it's just great to see. Uh, it's great to see Chris Jones and the boys having a great time out there. Um, I, want to, I guess I want to start off by, by talking about what I thought Denver's plan was to come in. And I honestly thought 
that I know that they want to run the ball and they did that kind of well. Uh, we gave up no rushing touchdowns, which is great. Uh, J- is it Javante or Javante Williams, Johnny? Javante. Javante Williams. He had 23 carries for 102 yards. Um, and while that sounds, uh, you know, good, no touchdowns, his longest run was 14. I mean, you give a guy 23 carries, he's bound to get some pretty good yards. I thought the Chiefs honestly did a great job of containing their, their running game, which is definitely their strength. But I actually thought last night, Johnny, that the Broncos were going to come in and try to pass the ball on us. Um, I think that the Broncos honestly have sneakily one of the best uh, receiving cores in the NFL. I mean, they have weapons all over the field. Uh, I thought they'd try to utilize them a little bit more. Um, I, I also think I rewatched the game today, Johnny. Um, you know, Jerry Judy goes four catches for 77. Uh, I mean, Javante Williams is their second leading receiver with 76 yards on six catches. Um, but a lot of those were in garbage time where we're keeping them in front. None of this really happened in the first half. I mean, uh, Javante had some good runs, but Jerry Judy, I think, had two catches in the first half and two in the second. So really, I think when you look, when you if you go back and rewatch this game, the defense just did a great job of containing the Broncos on offense all night long. Yeah, I agree. I think the reason they ran the ball so much um, tells you all you need to know about their opinion of their quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. I yeah, think that yeah. um, I like. I, I think he's a good guy. I think he can do some good things for you, but ultimately your ceiling is kind of ca- capped with him. You're you're, you're limited, and. Um, you know, don't get lost in all of this. Denver, I agree with you. Their receivers are really good. This Williams guy is really good. They've got a good offensive line. Their defense is obviously really good. Like, this team's a quarterback away from being a really serious threat in the AFC West and the AFC in general. So, um, take you know, I'm glad the Chiefs took care of business there. The, 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 it seemed like all of the passing work that Denver did try to get done was just wrecked by Chris Jones, um, <laughs> Jaron Reed, a guy who I've ripped on this show mm-hmm. i've got to eat some crow there he has played really well the last couple of games mike dana was getting in there alex okafor was getting in there frank clark getting in there a little bit too but um man this chief's defense is really flying around and making plays chandler and i i never would have thought that that we'd be in this position either we have gone on such a roller coaster ride over this season offensively defensively through special teams I'm pretty sure on this show I called for the firing of Steve Spagnolo too. I mean, it just shows you how frustrating it was because it was. This was the worst defense in the entire league. This defense for weeks was worse than the 2018 defense, which I thought was the worst defense that I'd ever seen. Yeah, and yeah. Um, they've completely turned it around. Saw something on Twitter that said the Chiefs have allowed the fewest points in the league since week six. And the Chiefs over this entire five-game winning streak, Chandler, are averaging 11 points per game allowed. 11. That's freaking awesome. And, um, yeah, they got some breaks. They faced Jordan Love. um, But they played the Cowboys. They played the Broncos team who beat the Cowboys in in Jerry's world. I mean, you know, there's some people who are frustrated with how the Chiefs are winning. We'll get to our frustrations later. There, there, there are some things that have me worried still on the Chiefs, ultimately, you know, for the big picture. But, you know, last night, the Chiefs at home on prime time beat a division opponent who plays them well basically every year. Every um, year. The Chiefs beat a division po- opponent at home, covered the spread, and held them to nine 
points. I mean, go Chiefs. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's not. It wasn't perfect, but I, but Chandler too. I was looking. Um, I think I have this pulled up here on my phone. So yeah, so like the last four games against the Broncos for the Chiefs, the Chiefs have scored 22, 22, 23, and then they had the, the game where they scored 43 points. Um, but, I mean, the, 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 the Chiefs, like, aren't – this is a good defense. Vic Fangio is an amazing defensive mind in this league. And so the Chiefs are just getting the job done – and I, I just cannot believe that this team is being led so well by its defense. I never would have thought we'd be in this point. It's wild. Yeah, and, and think about it. While we haven't played good offenses, we've really played pretty decent defenses. The Packers, the Cowboys have been a good defensive team. The Broncos coming in the last night were a good defensive team. And we're still beating these teams. When we play teams that have shitty defenses, the Eagles, the football team, the Raiders, we put up points. So, mm -hmm. like, these people that are creating this narrative about how the Chiefs can't score, well, first off, we are scoring. I mean, you score double digits. You score over 20 points in all those games. That's very difficult to do in the NFL. People still have this whole narrative of, of Wasp and us throwing it 70 yards down the field. Well, just like Brady and the Patriots, just like these teams that have to adjust year in and year out and find new ways to win games, we're clearly doing that, and I really think as Chiefs fans, we need to flush this flashy, beating everybody by 40 points because it just isn't going to happen anymore. Teams are not going to let it happen, and it's good to see that we are clearly starting to buy into that, allowing our defense to rest by running the ball more, which I don't think we ran it enough last night, honestly, um, but that's a different time, different story for a different day, but uh, you get my point. The point being, the Chiefs just need to win games. And from here on out in Patrick Mahomes' era, that's all he's going to be remembered for is winning games. So let's just continue to go down this path and win football games. Now, let's flip over to the offense, Johnny, because I think the defense – I guess one more thing I want to say about the defense. Uh, Charvarius Ward had an unbelievable game last night. Um, they tested him a few times, some deep balls. Now, Bridgewater, some some of the throws looked horrific, but, I mean, honestly, it's because Traverius Ward is making these windows where it's got to be an absolute perfect pass, and Bridgewater is not going to be the guy to do that. So I wanted to say something good about him because I have been very critical of Traverius Ward. So much like you say, Johnny, I'll eat a little crow mm. on that one. Um, and you know what? Honestly, that crow tastes good because I want Traverius to do well. Say something nice about Charvarius. I did it. So we'll flip over to the offense. Um, Patrick Mahomes' final stat line, 15 of 29 for 184 yards and a pick. Um, go, having rewatched the game, I we talk a lot about Tyreek. Um, I, I kind of honestly think that that one was on Patrick. It wasn't a good throw. Very high, over the middle. Um, difficult play for Tyreek. Yes, probably should have caught it, but you gotta get you gotta help your guy out a little bit. Uh, he was wide open, and I honestly think Patrick missed him. Um, he just did enough. Uh, he had a rushing touchdown, which was good to see. Um, no passing touchdowns, which is kind of a concern for me, but you know, he, he kind of just he kind of just went game manager last night, Johnny. What do you think? 
Yeah, his stat line's gross. Like, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, he had a 51% completion percentage, 57 passer rate or quarterback rating, which I don't really know how they do that, but at 57 is not 158.3. So uh, it's not very good there. And um, there's like, there, there's just something still missing. Don't know if I, the team is obviously just not as explosive um, consistently. Like they can still be explosive, but they're just not as explosive consistently as they were in the past. But you know, like somebody who, who Mahomes is like in the past always been um, in lockstep with Travis Kelsey, three catches, twenty-seven yards on eight targets. So like eight targets, only three catches. Tyreek five targets, only two catches, and um, balls bouncing off of Tyreek's hands. I, I'm not sure what I really I don't know Chandler I don't know what's going on to me it just kind of looks like Patrick has gotten away and this is just who he is like I'm not advocating to change any of this but Patrick is like he's the sidearm guy it looks flashy Patrick's not going to be the most fundamentally sound quarterback I mean that's just not who he is and it bit him last night like he was not fundamentally sound on the slant to Tyreek Hill the ball sailed and it got intercepted um you know, you, you, you'd like him to be more fundamentally sound there to come over the top to deliver a straight a spiral right to him, but it just didn't happen. That's the guy we got, though, and I'm going to ride with that guy every time. I mean, it's just who he is. So hopefully he kind of gets that corrected a little bit more, and um, they start they start doing better. I mean, there was a deep ball over the middle that he left short to Tyreek Hill as well. There was some pressure in his face, but, I mean, these are just passes that they've completed in the past, and so... Yeah, the offense is frustrating right now. Here's how I'm I'm painting the picture in my head. Like, I'm confident that they are going to figure it out. It's just a matter of when. Can they figure it out this season? Because if they can, this team can go to the Super Bowl, obviously. If they can't, if the offense still stays herky-jerky like it is now, there is going to be a team that beats the Chiefs in January. That's just that's just it, right? Like there is going to be an offense that plays better and outscores the Chiefs. Yeah. So is it a matter of can you get it figured out now? Because if you can, you're going to go back to the Super Bowl. If you can't, it's going to take the offseason to figure it out. And uh, no free ads, figure it out podcast. But um, right. the, the Chiefs just need another dynamic playmaker. It's just – it's. That's just what they need. The Chiefs' leading receivers last night were their relatively non-dynamic running backs, Mm -hmm. Williams and Clyde. So, like, they just don't have that take the top off of the defense um, other guy. We thought that was going to be McColl. McColl stinks. We talk about him. He played, like, nine snaps last night. He had one catch. And on his one catch, he tried to shit talk again, which is so ridiculous. But, um, you know, it's not McColl. It's not Demarcus Robinson. Byron Pringle had two big drops last night. He, he made up for it. He had the one drop, then kind of made up for it, and then had another drop. Um, but, 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 but Byron's not the guy either. It's not Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon played like 13 snaps. He has one catch for the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs' best options are Hill and Kelsey, of course, and then they're, they're running backs out of the backfield. Like, those are where all the targets need to go, not the other guys. And that's ultimately, like, that's a problem. Like, because Clyde is obviously not the most talented guy. We've seen that. There are better running backs than Clyde. Daryl is an undrafted free agent, like, for a reason. He's done some nice things for the Chiefs. So, like, the Chiefs need another option on offense 
to ultimately get back to that like badass 2018, 2019, 2020 level. This year, they can still get through that, but it's going to take a lot of execution. It's going to take all the stars aligning. And um, yeah, I, 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 I'm hopeful that it happens, but if it doesn't, Chandler, this team, uh, sorry to say, will lose in January. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, real quick, McCole Hardman, one catch for 12 yards. I mean, the guy went to the Pro Bowl as a return specialist. He doesn't even return kicks or punts now. I mean, he's worthless. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want the ball in his hands. I'm rooting for Byron. I want him to be our number two receiver. Um, and to allude to your point about not having any weapons, I think that's kind of maybe some of Patrick's uh, problems. Um, I mean, I just don't know that he has a trusted guy to go to because you would think it'd be Travis. He's been plagued by drops all year. You'd think if that wasn't working, it'd be Tyreek. He's dropped a ton of balls this year. And so I just don't know that Patrick feels very comfortable going to anybody, but honestly, his running backs uh, right now, I mean, I know he's going to continue to go to these guys, but like, I mean, Tyreek killed two catches last night. I can think of three, maybe four that he should have caught or could have caught that he just didn't. Um, so at some point, our receivers kind of have to look themselves in the eye and be like, hey, look, I know Pat's been off a little bit, but what are we doing really to help him out? Because I don't, I don't know how to actually break it down. I think Patrick's now at 12 interceptions. I'd like to know how many of his interceptions hit off of a body part of one of our receivers before they were picked. Because I would bet it's over 40%, 50% even maybe. I mean, not saying that some of them weren't Patrick's fault as well, but, I mean, guys, let's make a couple plays for our, for our boy here. Um, and, and to allude to the rushing side of the offense – we rushed the ball last night 24 times uh, for 89 yards. Meanwhile, they had one guy go for 23 carries, go for 102. And that's because we're not handing the ball off enough, Johnny. We're just not. Um, I thought Clyde honestly ran the ball pretty well last night. I like him getting 14 carries and going for 54 yards. But why not give him six more carries and get him 20 more yards? That's just eating the clock, saving our defense. I mean, I, what, I, I don't see a world in which why Clyde can't get 20 carries a game. I really, really do not. Say what you will about his skill. Say what you will about, you know, him fumbling earlier in the year. Um, he seems to have had a bit of a resurgence since he coming back from injury. Um, I, I just can't figure out. I mean, you listening to the broadcast last night, Johnny, the – Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth were just raving about our offensive line and in particular our interior. And we have done the same thing on this show all year. And yet we're still neglecting the run. I do not understand why. I mean, 14 carries, five carries, and, and Michael Burton had one carry. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had the third most carries on our team. Like, I, I, I don't understand how, how that happens. Um, I mean, I know he scrambles and probably gets away a little bit, but like, wh why are we not giving the handing the ball to our running backs, Johnny? I think it's like a fundamental philosophy of the offense. We're so RPO centric that they like. I I think I've said this before too. Like, the 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 play might be called in w with every intent to run the football, 
yet your quarterback sees something and rips it out and throws it, right? So, like, it, they could be wanting to run the ball more, but um, it ends up being a pass. And I think the only way, Chandler, for them to, to like, change what they're going to do is just to scrap that and run power. Like, if they yeah. just scrap the RPO stuff and run power, I think that would work. I really think that would work. Like, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, and Trey Smith are just road grading the middle. Orlando Brown had an unreal block last night. He just threw somebody down and stood over them. Like, these guys like run blocking. And um, I don't know, j- just how the Chiefs have called plays in the past. Andy, you know, Andy Reid loves passing the ball. I, I mean, we all love passing the football, but... I think just fundamentally on the offense, they're obviously they're looking to pass more than they are looking to run. There's like one game I can think of in the history of the Chiefs where that wasn't the case. I think it was last year at Buffalo. Clyde had like well over a hundred yards rushing. The Chiefs ran the shit out of the football and it and it worked. So I mean maybe maybe they've got that feather in their cap for a gross January game coming up. I don't know. All I know is that. For the majority of this season, against competent to to uh, or better defenses, our offense has struggled. And uh, Mahomes says it in his pressers after every single game. It just comes down to execution. Well, I was trying to think, like, what what does he mean by execution? And it's got to be just catching the football or delivering a, a catchable football or throwing it to the right guy or not having a penalty. I don't know, man, because like I'm I'm almost getting tired of hearing him say execution because I want them to execute. Do yeah. it. You know, it's like I'm we're we're it's like a drug, dude. Like we're so used to this offense being ridiculous. Like I'm just used to this offense looking like it did against the Raiders and the Eagles this year and the second half of the Washington game. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we get it in spurts. And then it's just gone. The opening drive last night was fucking surgical. It was great. And then it's just gone. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. I, it's it's tough. Dro- drops have to be a big part of it. And um, you know, we 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 did have some like first first down holding penalties that put mm. you in first and twenty. But I mean, even in the past, first and twenty, I was like, shit, we'll be fine by third down. But it just hasn't been that way. Yeah, it's definitely drops. It's definitely penalties. Um, and I think, I think another way is, I mean, like you said earlier, Vic Fangio is a good coach. I think that these teams are kind of trying to limit us big time with their defensive play calls. Um, I'll also say this, not to keep parking on the play calling, but I am about sick and tired of these screen passes to our running backs. Uh, they work once i think they might have worked twice last night but good god guys i mean it's honestly at this point it's predictable um so in summation of this rant from you and me johnny the offense in spurts looks like the best offense in the league and that isn't good enough spurts are not good enough you have got to be more consistent and you have got to continue to deliver the ball on time catch the ball and go upfield. I oh. am so sick of seeing Tyreek like pause on the sideline. How about instead of pausing, you just run through somebody and get three or four extra yards? Like this is a completely different scenario, but it it works the same way. Juan Thornhill's interception. 
Say what you want about the Anthony Hitchens penalty, how stupid that was. But you want to know what Juan Thornhill didn't do and ultimately caused that penalty to even be an occurrence? He was going north and south. Then all of a sudden, he decides to then go straight west. And it's like, dude, sometimes I think defenders forget that when they have the ball in their hands, Football rules still apply to them. Like, they're not just protected from fumbling. Like, they run back across the field and fumble the ball, and Denver gets it. Like, it's Denver's ball. I don't know if anybody's ever taught them that. But, like, just continue to go forward. Defenders can't block. So, if you have a wall in front of you, just find it and go. I, he did nothing but lose yards by going back across the field. And then Hitchens, with an all-time blunder, decides that we're going to lose 15 more yards. We had the ball in our own – or excuse me, in Denver territory. On our, like, I, I guarantee you he could have gotten to the 30-yard line of Denver. Instead, we start the drive on our own 30 – and correct me if I'm wrong here, Johnny, we go ahead and we punt after that interception. So it's just like, moral of the story is, hey, skill guys, get up the football field and quit dancing, okay? It, it doesn't work anymore. You nailed it, Chandler. And you took my, my one of my closing points that I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, dude. Sorry, Johnny, I had to go on a, on a rant. I've been pissed no. about that all day. Well, Anthony Hitchens is he was mad because he missed a tackle, a tackle for loss on Williams. He's you know, he came darting into the backfield, looked like Derek Johnson, and then jumped in there and missed a freaking tackle and reminded me that he was Anthony Hitchens. Looked so um, slow. Ridiculously slow. And uh so a couple plays later, Thornhill gets the pick, and then Hitchens makes like such like a such a dumb mistake. I mean, a frustration mistake, whatever. Um, there's people who will like that because it was a big hit. It hurt our team ultimately. So oh, great. Um, horrible. The Thornhill pick echoes what I, I have been saying for weeks is that this defense is different with Juan Thornhill out there getting the majority of the snaps. Juan Thornhill is good. And, um, I don't know why it took so long to get him back out there, but he did well. And um, the defense let me, is awesome. Let me pause you real quick, Joe, yeah. just real quick. I want to reiterate that I like Juan Thornhill, and he you're correct. He's been playing unreal. And just I would have said that about any defender uh, last night. Um, it just happened to be Juan this, in this instance. Continue, Johnny. Yeah, I don't know why you hate Juan Thornhill Chandler, but I think he's been playing really good. Um so, no, I don't hate I don't hate Juan Thornhill at all. He's joking. You're very serious right now. This is be more serious. <laughs> okay, but uh, I, I I get pretty serious in the past uh, about Daniel Sorensen and Ben Neiman. We have to give credit where credit is due. The two of them combined for a pick six last night. Me- Neiman comes on the blitz straight up the gut to flex the pass. It lands right in the bread basket of Daniel Sorensen, who streams down the field, gets propelled forward by a diving Teddy Bridgewater, and is alone running into the end zone. Chandler, can you believe that after all of this time playing like shit, Daniel Sorensen 
is doing what he's always done, and that's be around the football and make big plays in big-time moments. I don't know how this guy keeps doing it because, for the most part, he plays like trash, but when the, t- when the, when the going gets tough, he gets going, and he got going last night all the way to the end zone. Well, I got to say, this idea just popped into my head, and I think I might be onto something here. But I think the true reason why Daniel Sorensen always makes these kind of plays is because say that Ben Neiman doesn't tip that ball, they're targeting the guy that Daniel Sorensen is guarding. So I just think he's kind of a byproduct of other teams picking on him and then his teammates helping him out tremendously. Because it always seems like the ball was tipped or the ball was underthrown or somehow, some way, Sorensen gets his hands on the ball. And it's obvious because they're trying to go at Sorensen. But, hey, I don't want to harp on him. What a play. You're right. After he got the ball in his hands, I thought maybe, hell, we should move him over to the offense because he, he took Bridgewater's hit and just shucked him right off on his way to the end zone. Um, and dude, that celebration was horrific. I mean, it, it doesn't look cool at all. Uh, I honestly wish he hadn't done it. I wish, I actually think it would have just been more Daniel Sorensen had he just ran the ball all the way into the end zone without any emotion until he crossed the line. But the high step toe drag thing was was disgusting. Um, but when you're winning football games, you're having fun and who gives a shit what you look like is kind of the way I would imagine he thought about that. Um, and it'll give the guys a good laugh in the locker room. Uh, definitely a morale booster. Awesome to see Daniel Sorensen for six. Oh my God. What if he would have done the gritty? That would have been the grossest thing in the entire world. If Sorensen did the gritty, Sorensen I absolutely, and are gritty. I love when Thielen does the gritty with just okay, but Thielen is sick and he has swag. Daniel Zorinson is so not cool. I know he, he needs stinks and, and he, he has no swag, zero swag, dude. Oh my god, he has no swag. That is horrible. Okay, well, uh, props to him and Neiman for making a big play in a, in a big time because you know that we needed some more points on the board. And that after that score, I believe it made it twenty-two to three. And it made me feel really comfortable. The game was over after that. And the, um, the Chiefs ultimately won. And Chandler, you know, I, I think we've covered a lot of it. Uh, my, my closing thing here is I, I want to... The Chiefs are 8-4. and four. The Chiefs are tied for the best record in the AFC. I really feel like, you know, the one seed's going to be tough. They need some help. But, like, as far as this team and the way that they're playing, it has me excited for the most part. Like... They, they're really going through, like, the storybook um, timeline of, like, a really feel-good story of a team. Like, they had the tough start where people were really questioning this team, and they kind of made their way through that. They're now on a five-game winning streak. Every single year, Andy Reid has been in Kansas City. They've had a winning streak of five games or more. They're, and so they're doing this again. They're winning the games that they should be winning. And uh, the games are not playing well they're still winning those games too. You have two games coming up that are just huge. Next week against the Raiders at home, the Raiders just lost to the football team. Uh, Of course, their locker room is in disarray from Gruden to Ruggs to Arnett. And uh, 
you got to take care of this team at home. So take care of the Raiders, and then you have a short week to what I think is a team that can, a game that can really derail your season or propel your season going forward. And that's that Thursday night game against the Chargers week after this. So two straight division games here. Take care of business first and foremost against the Raiders. Maybe you can get back to your offensive ways like last time against the Raiders. And then it's buckle down time for the Chargers. Don't overlook the Raiders. Get this win. But you've got two huge games coming up. And, um, man, we're getting to the playoff time in Kansas City again, Chandler. It's really fun. Yep. And I think that's a great way to take us out. We will put this Denver Broncos victory to bed. Uh, Chiefs win last night on Sunday Night Football 22-9. to Me and Johnny will be back next Monday to break down the Raiders game. Um, Always a huge game on the schedule. Um, And like Johnny said, of the utmost importance, Johnny, I appreciate your time, brother. And thank you for coming on the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Go Chiefs, everybody. See you, Johnny. See ya.